Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on and give the Lord a good praise. Come on and bless him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless him. Give him praise. Give him praise. Come on, come on. He's been good. God is good. And all the time, come on and praise him. If God's been good, then you need to give him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and bless him. Praise him, praise him. Worship him for he's been good. Glory be to God, glory be to God. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Give him praise, give him praise. Glory be to God. For he is worthy of his praise. He is worthy of his praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We give God praise, glory, and honor this day. Amen. For we do bless him for all that he's done. For he has done great things. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him he has done great things. Amen. Look at the person on the other side of you and tell him he has done great things. Amen. Amen. God is great. Amen. That's what he is. He is great and he is greatly to be praised for he is a mighty God. He is a great God for he has done great things wherein we are glad because he has kept us. He has delivered us from all evil. Amen. He has blessed us to see another day. Amen. 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 And this for this, we are grateful. We are thankful for all the Lord has done. Amen. God has revealed some mighty great things this week. Amen. About this house. Amen. And we're just going to praise him for it. Amen. Amen. We're going to praise him. Amen. Right now. Amen. I'm glad I got a few. We're going to praise him right now for the great things God has for this place. Amen. 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 Thank God for the great things. Thank God for great things. Amen. We are grateful and thankful to God for great things. Amen. For we know, amen, that God is on our side. He will not fail us, saints. He will never fail us. He has never failed us. Amen. He can't fail because he's God and he's great. Saints, open up your Bibles with me to Exodus, the 14th chapter. Thank God for his word. Amen. Missing quite a few people here today. Amen. But we are here in Jesus' name. Amen. Get Exodus 14. And also, our first scripture we're going to go into is 1 John 4. 1 John 4. Amen. Still under our title, I must believe God. Amen. Again, I must believe God. No matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, we've been, seem like, I don't know about you, but if you've been listening and hearing the news, it just seems like there ain't no good news. Excuse my English. There ain't no good news. Amen. We've, our prayers go out for the um, people of Turkey, amen. First of all, that they would accept Jesus Christ, 
Amen. Our prayers go out. Amen. Also, for those people in, well, I believe it was France that was killed. Amen. The devil is busy. Amen. The enemy is busy. But God is good and all the time. Amen. It's just killing and killing. Amen. And people afraid to interact with the police. Amen. And for, for those of you who are not up on what the enemy is doing, he's trying to start a race war here in America. We got to pray, saints. We was reading this morning over at Tabernacle Purpose from 1 Thessalonians 5, and Jesus said through Paul, pray without ceasing. And this is what we need to do. We need to pray without ceasing. Pray for your children. Husbands and fathers, pray for your wives and your daughters. Mothers, pray for your fathers, your husbands, and your sons, for the enemy is busy. Amen. And we have got to defeat him on every hand. We have got to let him know who we are in this world and that we will not allow the enemy to take over. We've got to let the enemy know. Amen. 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 I must believe God. When all else fails, I still should be holding my belief in God. Amen. Our thought for today, I must have confidence in God. Again, I must have confidence in God. There's a great reason for why we have to have confidence in God. Something we've going, that we're going to speak about today that we have spoke about before, but the Lord has led me back this way because of the state that our world is in today. Saints, we're living in the last days, and we should not be surprised with anything that happens. We should not be surprised with any terrorism. We should not be surprised with any bombings or shootings. Amen. We just can't be surprised or act like, you know, these things ought not to be happening because we're living in the last days. These things are going to happen. Amen. Amen. Paul said we're living in the last days. John said it is the last time. Amen. We're in the times of the end. We don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. It's all going to happen and it's going to be unexpected. It's unknown to us. But how many know that it's known to God? And God will keep his people. How many people of God we got in here today that know that God is going to keep them? Amen. Come on, if you know that God is a keeper, give God praise in this house. He is a keeper. He is a protector. He will be with you. He will protect you. Have confidence in God. Again, have confidence in God. Again, I must have confidence in God. Your challenge to believe that my ladder will be greater. Amen. Again, to believe that my ladder will be greater. Amen. Our ladder will be greater than our former. Amen. We are not going to give in 
at this time, at any time, our latter will be greater than our former. Paul said, oh, excuse me, David said in Psalms 27, he said something that goes right into what we want to talk about briefly for today. That really, even as a child, caught my attention. And we need to think about this for all of us who are having this problem. We need to look at this. David said in Psalm 27, verse 1, he said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Listen, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Take confidence in God. Take confidence in God. And know that the Lord is your light and your salvation. You have nothing to fear. Today in the world, there is more fear in the world today than ever before. The economy is bad. People are losing their jobs right and left. They're having a layoff at my wife's job. And when you get laid off, where are you going to work? The jobs are scarce. So you're finding people with college degrees working at less paying jobs than what their college degree should get them. Why? Because they're just trying to keep and get a job. We're living, we're living in the days where we can see it right before our eyes that machines are taking the place of humans. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of calling and talking to machines. I can answer full sentences. What would you like today? Representative, I can answer your questions up to any word. I want a human being. I don't want to talk to a machine. But today, how many of you can, can, can dispute me on this? When you call anybody, you're going to talk to a machine. That's a company. When you call a company, you are going to get a machine. Sometimes I'm calling there and I'm thinking, I'm saying, boy, that lady sitting next to that machine must be sitting there laughing at all the people calling in. Because you got to ask for a representative maybe five or six times before they even give you a human. I would like to speak to my own kind. Now, this might be funny, but think about this, saints of God. Those of you who are going to the Holland Tunnel like I'm supposed to be today, when you go to the Holland Tunnel, you know what? You're finding less manned lanes and more easy pass lanes. That should make you a little uneasy. You go to the turnpike, you got more easy pass lanes than manned lanes. Why? Because those people that they lay off or retire or that leave the job, they're not replacing them with humans, they're replacing them with machines. Because machines are replacing humans. Years ago when I worked in the movie theater, and when I would go there, we would have the, the cameraman who would you know, put the movie up on the screen. 
You don't got that anymore. They have the machine that they put on a timer and the machine comes on at the time they set it for and there's no one in the room to watch the machines. We're in the last days. These are the days that we're living in today. And thanks to God, we're all a part of this. And what we've got to do, we've got to live without fear. That's the topic today, living without fear. Say it with me. I will live without fear. Now, I didn't tell you that fear would not come upon you. But what I'm saying is I will live. In other words, I declare and decree that I choose to live without fear. I am not going to let fear take control of my life. I'm not going to let fear dictate what it wants over what God has for me. I'm not going to let fear redirect me in such a way that it moves me away from the promises that God has for me and my family. Because fear is dangerous. And everyone in here deals with fear. And if you're not careful, fear will overcome you. Because every one of us in here, because of our mothers and fathers, or should I say better, our mother and father, Adam and Eve, every last one of us in here suffer from fear. All of us have been through or have encountered fear. And we will continue to. We will have to deal with fear, but we are going to deal with fear, but live without fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Listen, whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? I refuse to walk in fear. One of the greatest hindrances to all men, whether we understand it or not, is fear. Fear is connected with so many things in different one's lives that a lot of times some don't even know where fear is active in their life. I need you to understand that worrying is fear. I need you to know that discouragement is fear. And fear can come in and fear can do its work and it can work through so many things that a lot of times we're not even identifying that it is fear at work. Because we are so accustomed to it and have been doing it for so long, we don't even realize it's fear. Fear will cause us not to want to move on. Depression, fear. Discouragement, fear. Fear comes in so quietly and undercover, it acts as a spy around us because it will be around us but never let us know he's in our vicinity. He's in our land. And fear 
will keep us from moving ahead. Fear. Fear of divorce. Fear of losing a loved one. Fear of, I'm getting old, I got to get married as soon as I can. Fear of, I haven't had children, I need to have children right away because my, I'm getting ready to go into that time of life and I haven't had children yet. Fear. And we all deal with fear in our lives. Not all the same, but we deal with fear in some area of our life. We were listening to our assistant pastor last Sunday and what he was talking about when he was speaking of Elijah versus the 450 prophets. I want you to know that idolatry is fear. These prophets were serving a false god that they feared him rather than fear the living God. And it took, uh, it took courage, it took bravery for Elijah to confront a godless king and a godless nation and let them know there's only one God. And let the God that answered by fire, let him be God. He had to live without fear. That don't mean that he didn't get butterflies. That don't mean that the thought of what might happen didn't come in his mind. But he chose to be brave and to have courage rather than to give in to the dictates and the commands of fear. Because fear does command Fear does dictate, but it needs, fear also wants to know, are you listening? And guess what? If you listen, fear will trap you right where it wants you to be. And listen, it will never identify itself as fear. It will make you think you're right or it's okay for you to be this way. But I come to let you know that it's not, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear doesn't come from God. So because fear doesn't come from God, we cannot allow fear, listen, we cannot allow fear to cripple us. Because that's what fear will do. Fear will, fear will cripple us to keep us from walking in the Lord. To keep us from walking in the Spirit. I told you many times, fear will paralyze because that's what fear does. It does its best to paralyze all of its victims. And we, as people of God, have got to be ready and not live in fear. Fear will stunt our growth and keep us from growing in the Lord. Fear will arrest our development. Because that's how powerful fear is. Many of the things that you have not accomplished in your life, many of the things that some of us have not went forth and did is all because of fear. Hmm. Fear. Fear of rejection. Fear of failure. 
Fear of, am I good enough? Fear of, I can't do this. And I need you to know that fear is of the enemy. He promotes, produces, and he pushes fear. And if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, we will wind up in fear and we will sit there while life passes us by and we'll wake up 10 years later after fear held us captive the whole 10 years. All said with me, God is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Fear will prevent your progress. It will keep you from progressing in the Lord. It has a way of making you feel and think that you're not good enough. Not good enough for your wife, not good enough for your husband, not a good enough mother. Fear will even tell you that you're not good enough for God. And, but the truth is you're not. That's why God gave you his grace, his favor, because his favor trumps your feelings. Say it with me, favor trumps feelings. Feelings always will come and feelings will try to tell us what we should think, but the favor of God will overcome our feelings if we understand how great and powerful this favor of God is. Favor trumps and overcomes feelings. Don't let your feelings arrest you. Don't let your feelings keep you down. Many of us can talk just right there on that, how we live for our feelings. You know what? And sometimes your feelings just ain't true. Sometimes what you're feeling is a lie. But you, uh, we're, so accustomed, we're so accustomed to living in our feelings, some of us don't even know what the Spirit wants from us. The Bible says, listen, the Bible says walk in the spirit, doesn't it? Didn't Paul say to the Galatians, walk in the spirit that ye will not feel, fulfill the lust of the flesh? But if I'm walking in my feelings, how do I overcome my feelings? If I'm walking in them, how do I overcome fear if I'm going to stay in how I feel? I'm feeling this way. I have a right to feel this way. No one's saying you don't have a right. You have a right to feel that way, but why would you stay there? Why do you want to be there? Why not come out and walk in the victory God intended for you? I don't know about you, but I want to live without fear. I want to live where I have fear under my feet. I want, to live, I want to live in a way that God gives me the strength to know that even though the butterflies come up, I still can do this because he is with me and I have nothing to fear. I want to overcome fear and all that it tries to bring upon me, fear of the future. Will I have a job? Will I still be working? People are getting laid off right and left around you. The unemployment line just seems to keep getting longer. Fear. Fear. That's all. And in these days and times that we're living in right now, 
fear is trying to do all it can to keep us down. Most disturbingly, fear will keep us from realizing we are victorious. And I'm not speaking to the unbeliever, I'm speaking to the Christian now. Fear, if you're not careful, will keep you from knowing you are victorious. Oh, say it with me if you believe it, my name is Victory. Oh, say it again if you believe it, my name is Victory. I walk, I want to walk in victory. I want to talk in victory. I want to think in victory because my name is victory for God has given me victory through Jesus Christ. And because Jesus paid the ultimate price for me, I don't have to live in fear. Fear should be under my feet. Fear should be under my feet. Fear should not have power over me. I should have power over fear. And I declare today, I will live without fear. I'm grabbing fear by the horns and I'm taking fear down. The fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear of lost, the fear of losing something. Mm. Just so many areas where fear can take over. And as I said before, a lot of times we don't even recognize that it's fear. A lot of times we just think, oh, it's just life. This is just happens. And if we're not careful, we will walk defeated through our own fear. And wait a minute. Guess who employs fear? Guess who gives power to fear? Not God. I give fear the power it's looking for. I give fear the right to do what it wants. And the only one who can speak up against fear is me. And when I speak, God through my faith and confidence in him, hears what I say and strengthens me and empowers me to overcome the works of the enemy and make fear powerless. Insecurity. Fear. Low self-esteem. Sorry. Fear. All of these things is fear. But today, the Holy Ghost says we're going to knock fear out. Ah, oh, praise God. We are putting fear to rest. We are going to walk in faith. I must believe God because God's going to give me power over what I fear and no longer will fear hold me hostage. I will not be a captive to fear anymore. I'm tired of being in prison and today is my day through the Holy Ghost that I get breakthrough. I will not fear. No more. No more. You want to get the enemy, you want to get the enemy 
You want to get the enemy riled up? Talk like that. I will not fear. Oh, yeah, it's real dark. I don't know who's behind me, but guess what? It's, it's better for me to walk in faith in God than to walk in fear of the unknown. Because guess what? That's why it's unknown. I don't know it, so why am I afraid of it? Because we're usually afraid of what we don't know. Because you know, we're, you know how we are, we're humans. We want to know what's going to happen before it happened. We don't want God doing it his way because we don't know, Kurt. We want to know. I want to, I, my, my, kids, my kids tell me, oh, Dad, you're not going to die. I say, I don't have a problem with it. And, and forgive me that I'm okay with talking about it. You know why? Because I am not afraid of it. And let me tell you something. You are stronger in the Lord when you overcome fear. Because most of the time it's fear that keeps us down. Mm. The first thing, the first thing that Adam and Eve felt after falling in the Garden of Eden. Listen, guess what it was? Fear. They knew when God called them, he said, Adam, paraphrasing, how come you didn't answer me? Listen what Adam, what did Adam say? What did Adam say? Come on, you Bible students, what did he say? No, he said, I was afraid. I was afraid because I was naked. Fear. Adam confessed it. I was afraid. John, the fourth, first John, fourth chapter, verse 18. Listen, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Listen, because fear has torment. And listen, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Again, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. There is no fear in love. So I'm not, you know what, know what that says to us? The Bible lets us know in John 4, 1 John 4, verse 8 and verse 16, that God is love. Say it with me. God is love. God is love. God created love. God is love. The very essence of God is love. There is no fear in love. God has no fear. Perfect love. Listen, when love matures, it casts out all fear. My question is to all of us as Christians, how much, how many Christians I got in here today? How many believing people of God we got in here today? Let me ask you a question. Are you maturing in God? Perfect love casts out all fear. What is perfect love? Perfect love is when you are maturing in God. See, when, when I was a child, I spake as a child. 
I thought as a child. I did the things that a child does. But when I became a man, in other words, Paul was saying, when I matured, I put away my childish things. Why? Because I'm a man now. A man. If you had a son, 18, still playing with taco trucks, be concerned. If you see your husband still playing with uh, toy soldiers, something's wrong. Stop laughing back there, Verna. There's a certain maturity that a man comes to that when he comes to it, he puts away all his toys, all his childish things because now I'm a man. I've got to think like a man. I've got to walk like a man. I've got to talk like a man. Because now I'm not a child anymore. Those people, those people who are still doing childish things after a certain age, they put them in special schools. I know because I picked them up on my school bus. And that's not making fun of them. But what I'm saying is that when you have your right mind and you become a man, you ought to be maturing. There have got to come a time in our lives as Christians that we begin to mature in God. And we are not going to walk in the fear that we used to walk in. And not just keep walking in it because we're accustomed to it. Because you can get so accustomed to how you are that you don't want to come out from where you are. Amen. Amen. Hmm. And the key word to this is change. Oh, tell somebody today is change. change. Tell them change is coming. Change. Tell them change is coming. Change. Today, I mature in the Lord. Because when I mature in the Lord, it casts out fear. Because fear will punish me. Fear will hold me back. Guess what? As long as fear is in operation, I can never go forward. As long as fear is in operation, I will always feel held back. There are always, listen, listen, for some people, for even for Christians, there are many people who are behind prison bars, but it's not the bars that you see, it's the bars in their mind, and those bars have been made by fear. Because it is worse to be in prison in your mind than to be in prison in Rikers Island or in Sing Sing. I don't want to live, in, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in prison in my mind, especially when Christ has set my mind free. Amen. When the Bible tells me that I will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me. For the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall guide our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus when we believe in the peace of God and not what we fear. Perfect love casts out all fear because fear will punish you. Ten years from now, you'll look back and you'll say, oh God, I never got done what I was supposed to do. What kept you from doing it? Fear. 
Think of, think of any regret that you have. Any regret that you have most likely was caused by fear. Any remorse that you have most likely was caused by fear. You know what? If you haven't forgiven someone, guess what? Guess why you haven't forgiven them? Guess why? Fear. Because if I forgive them, that shows I'm weak. No. God said, forgive them or else you can't be forgiven. I will not, if you don't forgive them, God says, I won't forgive you. God works with us in a way that causes us to do the things that we think we ought not to do. That's the hardest part about being a Christian. Doing things I really don't want to do. I don't feel like apologizing to Rose because I don't think I did anything wrong. How many, how many y'all, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about now, right? Now everybody's hearing it. Yes, yes. I didn't do anything wrong. Nobody asked you if you did anything wrong. Apologize. <laughs> Say you're sorry. Ask for forgiveness. And have victory in your life. Perfect love casts out all fear. Fear has torment. It will punish you. And you know what it does? It will punish you, and that punishment you might not even see right now, but it will punish you later, because then later you will look back and say, my Lord, look how long I stayed in fear. I walked in it. I talked in it. I lived in it. Why should I be discouraged. Why should I have allowed fear to affect me? Because fear affects many parts of our life. But perfect love casts out all fear. Listen, John went on to say, he that feareth, guess what? He's not made perfect in love. He's not made perfect in love. He has not matured to that level where fear could be defeated. But when love and we, when we are maturing in God, it will cast out fear. Let's see an example of fear. Turn with us to Exodus, the 14th chapter. Exodus, the 14th chapter. Fear can be as simple as not having control. You know, I fear not being able to control. That's why I fear the unexpected. Because I can't control what I can't see. I can't control what is going to happen. That promotes fear. Somebody say, well, no, I don't get fearful. I I get angry. Fearful because you can't control the situation. So the fear reacts in the emotion of anger. That's how fear reacts. That's how fear takes action against the people of God. And saints, let me tell you this. We have more defeated Christians walking around because of fear. I believe than anything else in this world. 
walking in defeat because of being afraid and living and walking in fear rather than walking in faith and believing God who gives you power over fear. Now when we get to the 14th chapter of Exodus, give you a brief overview. This is Moses with the children of Israel and they're over here by the Red Sea. And while they're over there by the Red Sea, because God instructed them to go and encamp there, they're waiting by the Red Sea. They cannot go anywhere because the sea is in their way. They go left, there's mountains. They go, they'll go right, there's mountains. They have no place else to go except they walk back. But see, there are times in our lives where God will bring us to places where we think there's no place else to go because what it's going to bring out of us is who we really are at that time. It's going to show us. You may think that you don't want to go through anything, but how would you know where you are in God except you go through some things? How will you know you can overcome? How would I understand that I can be delivered if I've never been in prison? How can I understand that I can be delivered if I've never had trouble in my mind? How would I know that I can overcome if I've never been through anything? I go through to overcome. So when God puts us in a situation that when God allows rather for us to get into a situation that seems too hard, we got to realize that we're there for the reason of knowing where we are in the Lord. And it will show quickly. Some will pray. Some Christians will revert to the old ways and start cussing. Some Christians will revert to the old ways and start throwing things and going into anger fits. See, but a, but a, a, a child of God who is maturing, when those things come, they'll fall to their knees. When those things happen, they'll go back to the word. When those things come, they know, Lord, I can't go anywhere. I've got to trust in you. I refuse to live in my fear because fear gives punishment. I don't want to be punished. I'm just going to believe. I, listen, I must believe God. How many say it with me loud? I must Believe God. And God has them here in a situation where they don't want to be there. How many know we don't want to be here? I don't want to be here. I don't want the test. But the test is going to show you who you are. The test is going to reveal where your faith is. The test is going to let you know if you are walking in victory or defeat. It's not to destroy you, it's to strengthen you. It's, it's to bring something to you that you may not have known before. So that you can see your weakness and confess it and then decree God's word and then declare, I'm going over this. Hmm. But listen what happened to the children of Israel. God sent 10 plagues upon Egypt. Those 10 plagues ended with the last one where God killed every firstborn in Egypt, right? 
Now you think after killing every firstborn in Egypt and then God let, and then God causing the Egyptians to let Israel go. Why in the world would Israel think that God wants us to go back? Why would God want you to go back to where you were? I'm sorry, but if anybody's going through this here, you know, I'm sorry, but let me tell you something. If a man beats you, why are you going back to him? Unless you know he's really changed. Huh? Amen? Get away. Keep moving. Why would God send them back to where he wanted to deliver them from? We should never go backward. Say it with me, I'm not going back. If you know it in your heart, say it with me, I'm not going back. You should never walk backward. You should always look forward. But if you're worried about the enemy, if you're worried about what people are going to think of you, you're going to go back. Amen. My father-in-law preached a message about that one time, getting over public opinion. Because a lot of us, a lot of us, we too worried about what people think. We get up, we get up and get dressed because we don't want nobody talking about us. We want everything to be just right because you know what? I don't want nobody saying anything about me. See, so that's why I'm walking out looking good. No, I'm walking out because I want to walk out. I'm, I don't care if you like my suit or don't like it. Some of you may say, well, you know, that's ugly. I don't care. It's what God blessed me with and I thank God for it. You thought, why are you laughing, Christina? You thought my suit was ugly? Bless her heart. She got a big laugh off that. <laughs> Why do we worry so much? You know what? That's fear too. Worrying about what people are going to think about us. Hanging around in the church because we want to make sure that when we all leave, we we all disperse together so we don't give the chance for some of them to talk about us. You know what? I don't care if you don't like me. We need to get that. We need to get that attitude. I don't care if you don't like me. I want God to love me. I want God to love me. I want God to have good things to say about me. Because you know what? I can't please all of y'all. And I'm not trying to. Because if I try to please one, I'm going to not please the other. So guess what? I'm going to do what God say. And then if you ain't pleased, that's on you. Amen? Do it God's way. Listen, verse 10, listen here. They're at the rest, listen. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. Listen, and they were what? Verse 10, they were what? They were sore afraid. They were terrified because the enemy was behind them and there was nowhere for them to go. Guess what now? The mind starts talking. The mind starts, y'all know that thing, that thing, that mind? We all, well, hopefully, all got one. The mind starts talking to you, huh? 
Because you know, you, bro, we talk more to ourselves than anybody else talk to us. Huh? Yes, sir. Guess what? The question should be, what are you saying? It's not, are you talking to yourself? Because we all talk to ourselves. Don't make somebody make you feel bad when they find you, oh, I caught you talking to yourself. Yeah, I was. You, when you going to have a conversation with you? Because we all talk to ourselves. We all laugh with ourselves. The only question is, what is you saying to yourself, and what are the answers you're giving yourself? Who are you, who are you listening to? Are you listening to God, or are you listening to you? Are you listening to what the TV said, or are you listening to what God is saying? These people were so afraid because they were not hearing God. God had just delivered them, kept them from most of the plagues that came upon Egypt, sent them out and sent them out with spoil, and the Egyptians paid them to get out. And now here comes the enemy, and fear steps in. But you know what? Did fear really step in? Or was fear already there? Because with all of us, let me tell you something. Don't think you being bad. Fear is there. Fear is there. But I want you to know that you can live without fear. I want you to know that you can overcome fear. According to the word of God, God has not given us fear, but the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God has given us the Holy Spirit to overcome fear. God has given us the love of God to overcome fear. And all we should know is that in our minds, the word of God has been put in our heart. We're going to let that come through our mind and we're going to put fear to bed. I am not going to walk in fear. They were so afraid. They didn't know what to do. Listen, let's get it. And they said unto Moses, listen what they said unto Moses. Were there no graves in Egypt? Thou hast taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt with us thus? To carry us forth out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we did tell you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness? Listen to how they're talking. That's because of their mind. Nobody remembers that God brought them out of Egypt. Nobody's remembering that God just killed all the firstborn of the Egyptians. Only thing they're thinking of is look what you've done. You know, that, that's, that, that's some of us right here. Rather than blame ourselves, we go looking for somebody else to blame. Look how they are jumping on poor Moses. Looking at Moses. You did this. But you know what? None of them came out of Egypt with shackles on. Nobody was forced to leave Egypt. And yeah, you may have told Moses, didn't we tell you to leave us alone? But when Moses left, you left with him. And nobody forced you. You left on your own. 
God did not force you into Christianity. You came into Christianity on your own. And God wants you to know that he wants you to obey his word so that you can overcome what the enemy is about to do next. Because nobody forced you to become a Christian. After this service is over, I'm not going to grab none of your hand and put a gun to your head and tell you be a Christian. I'm just not going to do it. Because it's a free will. It's a choice. You have to want to be it. So listen here. You choose to fear or you choose to walk in faith. It's up to you. What do you want to do? The choice is yours. The enemy cannot take your choice. Which one do you choose to walk in? Hmm. Verse 13, Moses speaks up. Listen to what Moses said. Moses said unto the people, listen to what he said. What's the first thing he says? What did he, Moses say? Fear ye not. In other words, I hear you while you're afraid. The same God that killed the firstborn of the Egyptians and saved your butts. Y'all not realize that? That all they did is what God told them to do. They They took the blood of a lamb and put it on their doorposts, put it over their house. Why? When they were covered by the blood, they didn't have to worry about the enemy. I come to let you know that you are covered by the blood. You don't have to worry about the enemy. The blood of Jesus Christ has covered you. Don't worry about what the enemy's doing. All you gotta keep your focus on is the blood. Somebody say the blood. Say it with me, the blood. It was the blood that brought them out of Egypt. The blood of Jesus. It's the blood that brought you out of the world. It's the blood that saved you. It's the blood that gave us the gospel. The good news that Jesus lives, he's not dead. And I don't care what nobody else says. I don't care what happens in this world from this day forward. I need you to know that God is still in control. If atom bombs start dancing tonight, God is in control. If they release a biological weapon, God is still in control. If a nation blows up, God is still in control. My God is God and he lives. I'm not going to fear what Satan is doing. I'm not going to fear what they said is going to happen. I'm not going to fear that the economy is going to crash. Let it crash. My God owns everything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The gold and the silver is his. And David said in Psalms 24 and 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Why should I be afraid of what's happening in my life when God is with me? And if God is with me, who can be against me? Why should I be afraid? And listen what Moses says. Moses says, fear ye not. Listen what he says. Moses says, stand still. In other words, shut up. 
be quiet. You talking too much. You're saying, it's not that you're talking, you're not talking right. That's it, that's it. Uh -huh. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because a lot of times when things happen, we just start, you know what's the first thing that happens when something happens, what we do? Start saying something. And guess what? What are you putting in your atmosphere? What are you saturating your surroundings with? Don't make the enemy say you, tell you to say anything you want out of your mouth. Is what I'm about to say in line with God? Sometimes you got to stop and think, what am I saying? Because a lot of times you look at everybody else and say, what are you saying? No, stop yourself and say, what am I saying? Because if you say something wrong, right away, you got to count what you just said null and void or else that's going to create your atmosphere. Watch what you're saying. And Moses said to them, stand still. Be quiet. You talk too much. A lot of times, you're fighting with your husband, you're fighting with your wife, you're fighting with your, you're fighting with your family, and guess what? Just because you're talking too much. They angry, you angry, that's not going to make peace. That's going to... That's all it's going to do. But if you start talking different... Ah, uh, guess what? I can't keep yelling at pastor if she's not yelling back at me. I got to humble myself and stop because you know what? I'm acting a fool and she's got the peace of God. So husband and wife, when you're arguing, one can't argue by themselves. Eric, you need somebody to argue with. You can't argue by self. So if Eric start talking right, then guess what? Verna has to start talking right. If Annette starts talking right, guess what? Then Lee's got to start talking right. But if I'm going at you while you're going at me, you know why I'm going at you? Because I'm fearful you're going to win. I don't want you to win this argument, so I'm going to keep arguing with you till you let me win. And then no one wins. She goes to bed crying. You sitting in the living room thinking, I'm so stupid. <laughs> and all you had to do was stop yourself then, and you could have avoided that if you had watched what you were saying. Oh, say it with me. I got to watch what I'm saying. Oh, say, I refuse to live in fear. Say it again. I refuse to live in fear. Give God a hand praise if you believe it right now. I refuse to live in fear. I won't allow it to happen. Moses said unto the people, fear not. Stand still, be quiet, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them no more forever. In other words, this one won't come back to you after what God is going to do to them. Because God is for you, not for them. 
How many understand that? God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? No one can. When God is for me, I win. So guess what? I already won because God sent his son. And his son died for my sins. And because of that, I'm victorious in Jesus Christ. Give God a hand, praise. Oh, look at your neighbor and tell him I'm victorious. Tell him I'm a conqueror. In Jesus' name. Listen, listen. The Lord shall fight for you. And ye shall hold your peace. <laughs> listen to that. Listen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore crieth thou unto me? In other words, God wanted Moses to know, I didn't bring you here to die. Why are you asking me what should you do now? But God had a plan. Tell somebody God's got a plan. Tell somebody God's got a plan. You know when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. God will never leave you where you are. God knows that things are coming against you to cause you to fear, but God wants you to understand that you don't have to fear because he is with you. He purchased you with the blood of Jesus. He's not going to let you fall where you are. He's going to give you strength and courage to overcome what you're going through. Because greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Who's in me? Who's in me? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in where? The world. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Listen to what, listen what God said. God and the Lord said, Unto Moses, wherefore cried thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, listen, that they go forward. Hey, um, that we go which way? Forward. But um, you did see the water here, God, didn't you? Um, we've never walked on water. But see, that's just it. When you serve the God who owns the water, when you serve the God who owns the land, when you serve the God who owns the money, when you serve the God who created the people, you don't have to worry about what to do next. When God says it, know this, you're going to do it. You're going to go forward even though there's something in your way. Nothing can stay in your way when God tells you, go forward. Think about that. God hadn't even moved the water yet. But he said, tell them they go forward. See, y'all don't understand. Faith, now faith, is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You've got to see it 
before it happens. And that's why God told them, tell them they go forward. Because what I'm about to do is going to blow their mind. Because I'm going to show them that I am greater than Pharaoh. The water might look like it's in your way, but I am the God of the sea. And he says, do you see what I'm going to do? Because faith is not here. How many understand? Point to your eyes. Point to your eyes and say it with me. Faith is not here. Tell them faith has to be here. Point to your left side and say faith has to be here. Tell them they go forward and they are going to live without fear. They are going to go through the Red Sea. How many see that? One of the greatest miracles in the world when Israel went through the Red Sea because God moved the waters and caused his people to walk on dry land and I come to let you know that after the people got through and all of God's people crossed over. I want you to know, you crossing over. You crossing over. You're not gonna stay where you are. You will cross over. Fear will not hold you hostage no more. Fear will not keep you prisoner. I will not be imprisoned to my fear anymore. I'm getting over my insecurities. I'm getting over my low self-esteem. I'm getting, listen, I'm getting over myself. I'm getting over my insufficiencies. I'm getting over my, my, my problems and my worries and my woes and my complaining. And I'm going to go through. I'm going forward to where God has for me. When they walk through, these same Egyptians that tried to grab them and bring them back to Egypt, y'all know them, remember them? We were talking about them. The same people that tried to grab them to take them back, guess what? The sea closed. Oh, Brother Lee sent me a videotape of a man talking, and I said, oh, praise God, look at here. Let me tell you something, and I'm telling all, all of you, all of you right now, let me tell you something. I don't care what the world tries to do with bringing us back to where we used to be. I'm letting you know that God is saying to us, we go forward. And the same enemy that is trying to destroy us, the, in the Lord will drown them in the sea because no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God is with us. He is for us. He will take us through. Black men, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? When a police officer stops you, you stand for Jesus. 
Don't open up your mouth and start blurting out all kind of things. Don't you resist him. He asks you who you are. I'm a Christian. I will not fight you. I'm a child of God. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. The enemy's plan is to take us back to where we came from. I don't know about you, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to Egypt. I'm not going back to the world. I'm not going back to slavery. God told me I can go forward in him. I'm going through this. Amen. I'm going to defeat this. We cannot walk in fear. Fear will not and has never prospered anybody. Fear only serves to keep a people down. Fear only serves to keep a people imprisoned in their mind. Because whatever you fear, that's what controls you. Whatever you fear, that is your master. But when you learn to walk without fear, when you learn to live without fear, to you, nothing shall be impossible because God is with you. Come on and lift up your hands. Come on and lift up your hands. Now you know what? We don't even have to call a prayer line because all of you, each and every last one of us right now, know where our fear is. Some of you do, some of you don't. Maybe you don't. You may be saying, I don't know. But I'm telling you, Every last one of us suffer from it. And it's not that we have it. It's who can enable us and empower us to overcome it. And that's what should be on our mind right now. That God gives us power over fear. So wherever my fear is, I got to know that God is greater than my fear that God is more powerful than what's happening in my life right now. That God can give me the strength to overcome what I'm going through right now. Lift up your hands, lift up your hands before the, before the Lord, every eye closed. Every eye closed right now. We're, de- we're decreeing and declaring right now that we choose to live in love and walk in faith and we will not fear father forgive us for the fear that we let overcome us father even our savior was touched by fear fear tried to enter him and take over God but he said nevertheless not my will but thy will be done Fear came, but he didn't give in to it. Father, help us not to give in to fear. Enable us to know that we are powerful when we walk in your word. 
and your word will deliver us and cast out all fear. Father, we don't have to let fear have control of us. For you have given us the power to overcome fear through the person of the Holy Spirit right now. Begin to praise God right now where you are for the Holy Spirit. Begin to praise the Holy Spirit right now just for a minute. I'm not going to hold you any longer. Begin to praise God right now for the Holy Spirit who's given you the power to overcome the fear that liveth in you. All you have to do is submit to the leading of the Spirit. Don't quench the Spirit. Don't stop his influence. But surrender to the Holy Spirit and fear has got to leave. Fear has got to go. I'm going to live without fear. I refuse to live in my fear. I refuse to let fear have control. I'm going to walk in faith and believe God. I'm going to have confidence in God, my Father. And I will overcome fear. I will overcome what makes me afraid. I won't be afraid of the dark. I won't be afraid of what the unknown is. I won't be afraid of the unexpected anymore. I refuse to fear. I'm going to walk in love. And I'm going to bless my God, who is love. God, I thank you. I refuse to fear. I thank you, God. Like Moses, I refuse to fear. Like my Jesus, I refuse to fear. For I know that you have not brought us this far to leave us. Now, Lord, as we leave this place, but not your presence. Father, I pray, oh God, that your people will confess what they are afraid of. Confess so that they can be healed, that you will bless them and empower them to overcome it. Lord, and we bless you now, for we count it done. We count it done. Come on and give God a praise if you believe it right now. Come on and give God a praise if you believe it right now. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you to each and every one. Visitors, God bless you. We love you.